I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, it's Oops the Podcast. We're back. And listen, thank you for being here with us. Can you guys go and review and uh, rate the podcast? If you haven't done that and you're a regular listener, it would really help us. I'm a little angry that people haven't done that. (laughs) A lot of people out there, just please go to the iTunes thing and then do that. That would be great. This is like when in in class, the teacher yells at the half of the class who did something wrong and the class who did something, part of the class that did something right, just like bears the brunt of that and are mad at their classmates. So thank you to everyone who has done it. Everyone who hasn't done it. Thank you to everyone who isn't smoking cigarettes in the bathroom during class. Uh, All right, everybody. We're here. I'm back from Jamaica. Um, Julio is back from California. California. Julio saw that I was going somewhere, so immediately he knew that that meant he had to go somewhere. (laughs) Julio lives in this perpetual travel dick measuring contest (laughs) with me. Do you feel... Is that how you feel? I think that you are so... You travel like George Clooney in that movie... Up in the air. That was a good one. Yeah. Was that what it's called? Yeah, that was what it's called. Yeah. Um, that's pretty funny. I mean, dude, you still went somewhere way better. So like you Your know, place looked pretty it's cool. Not a dick you, had measure. A, you had a putting green in the back it, of the it was cool. house. I mean, we went on totally different trips. It was I went to like chill with my girlfriend's family, which was great and relaxing and easy and you know, awesome. Sure, sure. But dude, it looked like you got ripped up by by El Soleil. It's so preposterous that this keeps happening to me because I am now fully aware of the sun's effect on aging and how, you know, you, you look worse when you get yeah, sunburned. Gotta stay out of the sun. I have no interest in in, you know, welcoming I'm I'm not I'm not trying to get sunburned. I do I tr- I try to do everything that I can. Dude, you looked like you were pretty lazy with the spray because you looked like <sighs> a fucking albino leopard. It looked like I had a birthmark <laughs> all over my body. It was so inconsistent. <laughs> it was crazy. Looking. And and here's the thing, right? So here's what happened. The first day, it was the first day. We arrived at like, I don't know, 4 p.m., 5 p.m. So you got that late day sun in? Well, yeah. And it's the Caribbean sun, which is just a totally different level. Yeah. Um, so we're down there and we go, you know, and, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm just going to go chill by, by the pool, whatever. And there was a palm tree covering my lounge chair, but palm trees sway in the breeze. Yeah. But dude, why don't you get the umbrella guy? This particular place didn't have the umbrellas. I think we were on the beach this first day. Got it. Got it. And so the the swaying of the branches or something it it came through dappled you know <laughs> dappled sunlight yeah and so that's what created that modeled looked like I was wearing a tie dye t shirt like the five p.m. sun at the Australian Open dude yeah like took someone half just, of the court someone took a big vat of battery acid and just threw it at me <laughs> and created modern art with my body dude, you look like you like. Had an afternoon in the sauna in an air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You looked crazy. It was bad. And it was bad. And this has happened to me before. So 
again, first day, it was my wake-up call, <laughs> and it sucks because then for the rest of the trip, you are so much more nervous about the sun. I don't like to burn on top of a burn. Yeah. So I then spent the rest of the entire vacation in the shade. Dude, I got to say, your Instagram stories were pretty funny. It's you, so weird. I don't you're know good why. At, dude, you need to go more places, dude. Like anytime you go anywhere, it's like pretty funny. It's huh. pretty golden. You're good at maximizing anytime you leave your house. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. However, it was such an important thing for me not to be on my phone this trip. And guess what my average screen time was for the five to- five days that I was down there? I'll tell you what. If it was low, I'll be surprised before I answer this because A, you were very responsive. When we, we like texted, you were like answering me right away. And you were crushing the IG story game. So. I would guess that you were over three hours, but it's sounding like maybe I'm wrong. One hour and 20 minutes per day. And I had two days, the last two days there that were sub 50 minutes. Crazy, dude. Under 50 minutes. Dude, that's funny. I mean, at that point, you're part of the elite in the world who like didn't hear about some catastrophic thing happening. Let me tell you something. (laughs) You to be under an hour, I had to leave my phone. I left my phone in the room which was on a vi- like at the at the far end of the resort. This resort was 50 acres. It's great. It's big. It's great. And it was a long walk from our room to the place that we hung out all day. And we would go to breakfast in the morning and I would just leave my phone in the room. And then I wouldn't there was a couple days where I didn't see it again until 6 p.m. That's great. That's really Do you know how many pages of your book you read when you don't have your phone? I mean, that implies that you brought a book. You're doing some poolside reading. Of course, I re- I brought a book. I I know, but you know that's not obvious. I mean, I guess it is because it's you, maybe. But like, I read a hundred about a hundred pages a day, which is which is the right amount, I think. That's a, that's a lot of. Pages. It's really nice, dude. It's, it's funny, really like nice. when I am at a place like that, I do like ch- children's activities. I like go in the kids' pool where they have like the wildlife. That's fun, and I'm like, and then I jump off the thing with all the kids, it's like great. I. Maybe I need to like do, do more adult shit. I feel like you're my dad or something. No, no, no. Run I, along, son. I had a good book. I had a good book. I've plugged it last episode, I think. It's, uh, Phil Clay is the author. It's called Missionaries. Uh, he's a former Marine and is a novel. Uh, he wrote Redeployment, which is a collection of short stories that won the Man Booker Prize. This is his full first full novel. And it's spectacular. It's about like special forces operations in Colombia and kind of military Sick. contractors and, and, and wartime stuff. It's really great. It's very cool. Uh, I've got about 20 pages left. Anyway, book plug over. Um, you mentioned cultural things, right? Yes. On trips. There weren't that, the, the, the height of culture on this trip. Nobody could leave the resort, really. You weren't allowed to leave the resort at all? You could, but it's not as if there were easy transportation opportunities. But is there? Like, don't they have taxis in the front of the hotel or no? No. This oh. hotel was really its own thing. That's cool. It was like its own jurisdiction. Interesting. You know, crazy security gate to get oh, okay. on and off. And then once you were there, nobody left. Right. And in normal times, I think they have two or three restaurants that are open. And you can get choose where you eat in the, at the at the resort at the resort, but because it was so quiet. I mean, the day we arrived there, we it was us and then I think two other couples, and that was 
everybody's staying on the resort Stop that it. night. How do you know what percentage of capacity? Well, at least for the first two nights, it was less than 10%. That's crazy. But then, because it was Valentine's Day weekend and President's Day weekend, by Friday, it had started filling become up. much more full. But even then, this place, it's called Goldeneye in Jamaica. And I'm, I'm hesitant to even plug it. I have mixed feelings about this trip. Interesting. About this resort. Go on. All right, I'm trying to tell this whole story in order. Um, but here's the thing, okay? So we arrive. And keep in mind, we had been building this trip up in our minds for 14 months. Because we were supposed to go in March of last year. And we made the decision to go in March of last year in January of 2020. So we had two months to get excited for it. And then COVID happened. And we, at the last minute, decided not to go. Do you remember that? I do. Mid-March. Was it hard to reschedule it? Like, were the, did they give you a hard time about well, that? Well, they weren't going to refund us. Right. But then when you tried to redeem like, the dates? You, they were like, you can kick, kick it down the, uh, the road a, a year. So you just did that on the spot and then held on to that date? They let us choose which weekend. And, and fortunately, they let us choose a, a holiday weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, I was But they didn't, when we, they didn't offer us lower rates or anything. Um, they didn't budge on yeah. that and it's fine. So we were really excited to go last March. And then this year, uh, basically we've been getting more and more excited for the last six months, you know, anticipating it, talking yeah, to each course. other about how badly and, we need. You had vacation. never been to Jamaica before, right? never been. And, and not only that, dude, like it was almost as if every fight that, my girlfriend and I would have in the months leading up to this vacation would end with us being like, Oh, we need our vacation. <laughs> like we really need, we both knew we needed to go. So we had so much riding on this. The stakes were high. It was going to solve all our problems. It was going to be that breath of fresh air, that getaway, you know, everything yeah. we needed was going to be romance, fixed. everything dressing yeah. up for the first time in a year. Yeah. No cares, you know, throwing the phone away, gazing into each other's eyes, just making out constantly, drinking rum drinks, Fuck. frozen stuff, <laughs> slathering each other up with oh, sunscreen, yeah. you know, Fuck. piping all the time, whatever, all that, all that Fuck, goodness. Yeah. And so when we arrived, right, first of all, there was so much crazy <laughs> shit in terms of getting our COVID tests three days before so annoying. Getting out to the airport. And keep in mind, we're not traveling much. So you, as I've said, you lose that travel awareness and, yeah. and kind of how much that sucks. The comfort. A lot of that slaps you in the face. Yeah. So we get on our plane, we fly down, and then we arrive. It's a two-hour drive from the Montego Bay Airport to Whoa. the resort. That's crazy, dude. Is this like some boutique resort? It's very boho chic. That's sick. Bohemian chic. It's featured on that website, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Have you ever seen that oh, website? Oh, no, but that's, that's like... That's a website I will plug. That G website GQ type is shit? fucking awesome. They do um, boutique hotel listings mm. that are sort of not big resorts, but that are very nice and luxe. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, private I is a big it. thing. That's where we found this resort. Yeah. That's, so, that's very cool. We get there, we arrive on the property. They had told us that we would have a welcome drink 
you know, uh, waiting for us. And I'd seen a picture of it, and it looked delicious. And it was called it, the Golden Eye. Did that happen? Well, <laughs> we get in, you know, and you're you're wearing your your clothing that you wore from New York, so it's pants and a shirt, and you're in the Jamaica now, and it's eighty five degrees. Sticky. So you're gross, and you want your fucking drink. And you want to get in the water as quickly as possible. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they bring us to our room. We're walking through. We're like, this place is so cool. Incredible. We had a beach hut. That was the place we had decided to stay. It was the lowest tier of their room, right? Because there was beach huts. And then there were lagoon huts. Mm. And then there were beach villas. And then the highest tier is the Ian Fleming Villa. Mm-hmm. And Ian Fleming wrote the James Bond novels, all 14 of and them. And didn't you say he wrote them there? He wrote them there. That's sick. That's he wrote sick. all of the James Bond novels, which were obviously made into movies, at this place. And that villa, his villa, he's dead, is now available for rent for the lowly cost of $12,000 a night. But we got to tour it. It's the sickest house I've ever seen. In was my anybody, life. Nobody was there? They came on Friday or Saturday, so oh. we toured it on Thursday. I was thinking it's like the Kapua Suite, remember, from Sarah Marshall? It is. Like, no one stays there. Dude, this place is hard to describe. It has its own private beach. You've got your own private butlers and bartenders. There's a bar down at your little beach. It's a, a private cove beach, so nobody can see in and out of your beach. You've got four bedrooms in the main house and then two separate private huts that have their own beds and stuff. That's Obviously, cool. For the kids. you've got your own chef. And, you know, they were telling us like Kylie Jenner stayed there the week before. Lauren Michaels spent two weeks there over New Year's. There's a private airport five minutes away. So very rich and famous people fly into that and stay at the villa on the property and because they love the privacy. So a lot of celebrities flock to this super fancy Makes sense. place. We just toured it. We were in the lowest end. Which, by the way, was still $860 a night after taxes and fees. Jesus. $860 a night. I only say that to set you up for why I still am not sure how to feel about this trip. That's a lot of money. So here's the thing that I am assuming you might say, and I can understand why this would be a grievance, but it's like during COVID, these like boot quote unquote boutique hotels aren't as well set up. It seems like for a COVID situation, i.e. you saying that one, only one of the three restaurants was open or whatever, which may be the advantage of staying at like a bigger place, even though it's not as sick, there's more options still, even though it's COVID. Completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, this place was so quiet and so dead that it almost felt like they probably laid off or furloughed a lot of their staff, which meant that rather than having a surplus of people to bring you towels or drinks or food to, to help you with anything you needed, it was hard to get someone to help you out. Right, right. And... That's frustrating when you're spending totally. that much money. Totally. And not only that, you know, as I said, they didn't lower the cost. We added a night. Last year, we were only supposed to go for four nights. This year, we went for five. We added a night because we said, we've been waiting for this so long. Um, 
you know, we've got our done our COVID stuff. Like if we're committing this much to it, we might as well stay for five nights. And at least it was ultimately a sunk cost. Like tacking on that extra night after you spent that money already a year ago, like isn't as painful. It So that was my mentality, right? right? And in addition, by adding an, another night, we went five nights. They said, uh, we're, you're now eligible for this special we're running where you get $500 back. You get $100 per day back oh, for nice. your incidentals. So, so for meals and stuff. So I kind of thought in my head, well... Even though it's another eight hundred and sixty dollars, five hundred back. Yeah, our meals are. It's really going to chip into our yeah, meals. Yeah, boy, was I wrong. Oh, was it expensive, dude? <laughs> so this is why. Again, I I don't mean to throw that. I know that number is egregious. First of all, I hadn't. We hadn't been on a vacation together in two and a half years. So the last one we went on was in France. Right. Dude, that I was said. right at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Back back when this podcast was called Whoops. That's you right. guys don't even fucking know about that shit. Yeah, back when it was called Whoops. That's right. Oops is way better than Whoops. Oops is so much as the better. Du- the dust is settled. Whoops yeah, sounds whoops like is childish. It sounds like a sex mistake. That's like yeah. automatopoeia. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so I, I guess it wasn't two and a half years ago. Then it must have been two. It was years a while ago, ago though. A Over year and a half. Two, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Whatever. whatever. As long as we've been a long time, we haven't been on a vacation. So. um you deserved it. We were really excited, all of this. And as I said, we get there, we go to our hut, and it's been called a beach hut. It was not on the beach. It was in the middle of the resort, <laughs> like overlooking the kiddie pool. Surrounded by concrete. Yeah. <laughs> in a heavily trafficked area. You know, they had the, 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 the rooms were pretty sick. They were kind of these large... The ceiling was like a teepee structure almost, mm. and it was big. And then you had this and additional sort of outdoor bed area. I know exactly the setup. I've been to a place like similar, like yeah. not there obviously, but like you, it's like a hut, but it's like a hotel room, and it's yeah. like circular. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And and but then they had these offshoot little day bed areas outside that you could go onto. But our day bed in that first room. You had no privacy. You were in full view of like the kiddie pool and sort of the pool area or one of the pool areas. And we were just so excited about the privacy. And I thought we were going to be on the beach or have like an ocean view. There was no view. No sex on the patio. Yeah, exactly. And so immediately I was like, man, you know, is there any chance that we can change rooms? And look, I hate to be that fucking guy, you know, but we had we had put so much into this and our hopes were so high that I I said, like, can we change? And fortunately, because we were there on Wednesday, we were checking in, we were able to switch to a different room. Oh, that's good. And the room they brought us to for the same price was so much better. That's really good. So much better. It was a 30% happiness increase. That's really, really good. I think, dude, already, you know, props to the hotel for accommodating. Props that. to the hotel. So, So props to the hotel for that. The, the the new room we had, instead of having the first room we had had you know a really nice big indoor shower or whatever, the new room we had had no indoor shower, but had our own bamboo wall covered outdoor bathroom Sick. with an outdoor shower that came out of this big bamboo pole. It's hard to describe how cool. sick this outdoor shower was. And 
it was because it was huge. I mean, it was like the the root the outdoor bathroom area was bigger than this room we're in, and then our little day bed area was right on the ocean, oh, and nice. there were reeds on both sides. So you just had this tunnel vision right out to the ocean. You know, our driver had hooked us up. I had bought six joints from his Rastafarian grower friend on the way in. <laughs> and I would just go out there and, and, and smoke weed and look out at the ocean. And I was very happy. How were you able to get really high? Was the weed like... The weed was... um, It was a lot less powerful. Right. You can smoke a fat joint. It was weed. nice, though. Yeah, I know. It made me think that the weed in America has gone a little too far. It's too heady. Like, you get too... Like, in Jamaica, you, like, smoke that shit, and it doesn't change your, like, mindset. Yeah. You just chill. Dude, if I, if I drink a lot and then i smoke my weed from maine now i throw up that's been <laughs> happening a lot lately has that happened more than once yeah every time i have po- friends over for poker Crossfade. that's what happens jesus I, re- I remember the first time yeah it happened Francis a couple times fall from grace guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So, dude, this this begs the question: um, What is the what is the move? Is the move to stay at the really the really sick hotel at like the lowest level room, or to stay at a slightly worse hotel and have like the middle of the road room? Oh, it's a good question. And one one thing that that adds to this and that's important: you mentioned how expensive the food was. You have to assume at a place that's a step down, the food is also a step down in price. But maybe also in quality. I don't know. It's really an interesting give or take. So this is, before I answer this, mm-hmm. I need to tell you that the thing that was really underwhelming and disappointing about this resort was the food. Uh, elaborate. Okay. They they had, you know, a menu. It was very small. All the entrees were like 30 to $35 U.S., lot and they did not deserve to be that expensive even the pool menu whatsoever um yeah like the lunch menu you'd, you'd get like a 25 26 entree like a burger was 26 dollars, stuff like that yeah and it really it really wasn't there was one night where they did <laughs> one night where they did a barbecue i guess on saturday nights the, the resort always does a barbecue and they really went in on it i the, mean the jerk they had chicken like, and stuff yeah they had guys doing jerk chicken they had a uh, goat or lamb or whatever yeah. full lamb they had a pig they had you know all these different <laughs> desserts they had a whole dessert table Sick. 10 different desserts and i was so angry by this point that was on saturday night we were we had been there since wednesday night i was so angry by the poor quality of the food and how much money we were spending that i decided to take revenge against <laughs> the resort by eating as much of the buffet as I possibly could. 
<laughs> like I thought that I could get back at them, that I could get our value back on that one night. Taking plates of pig back to your room. The <laughs> amount of food I ate was so disgusting. It was so disgusting. It was as if I was eating for a season, like a bear. <laughs> Did you feel terrible? I felt horrible. <laughs> felt horrible, man. But I was, I was mad by that point. Here's the thing. Okay, this is, this is why I'm not just telling you that it was the greatest vacation of all time and that I still have mixed feelings, right? We, went, we had to pay for our breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five days in a row. We would never go out to breakfast, lunch, and dinner five days in a row in New York City. And adjusting to that on vacation was something I could not get on board with. Yeah, it's hard, especially when you're at the resort. Like, you can't go to the store and buy, like, cereal. You can't so, you do... Know I mean, you can't... You yeah. can't skip a meal. You're fucked, yeah. You can't bring something back for the room and just be like, let's just have a light lunch of yogurt and fruit yeah. or some shit. Yeah. You, and especially for a guy who always eats breakfast, you're just getting fleeced. Dude, it was fucking... $75 by, for breakfast. By Friday, I was like, they just hand you the bill. They hand you the bill. Every meal, they're handing you a little bill on a clipboard. And I got to tell you, I hate to say it, you know, day one, day two, you're excited to be there. You're tipping. You're like, tipping, happy to be here. Thanks Thanks, for all you you guys are the best. What's your name? What's your name? Yeah. Thanks, dude. By Friday, I was like doing the math. I was like, (laughs) what is the minimum? Because they add 10%. So I was just like hitting. I was calculating 10% on top of that. And 20% was the max that I was giving. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, listen, you know, it was a great vacation, but I really had a hard time. I got sick of spending money. You were adding gratuity on top of the gratuity? Well, it was 10% that they included. So I felt I felt like I should add another 10% oh, to get to 20. I know that when I when I was in the Bahamas, uh anytime like the gratuity was included, but Hillary didn't realize that. So I noticed like halfway through the trip that she had been adding 20% on top of the already Ugh. I was like what are you doing? It's so bad. <laughs> like, but that's Jesus what they, they do it for that reason. Yeah. They just expect that a lot of people are going to come in there, be having such a nice time, that they're not going to look carefully at the bill. Which is a nice thing, it, maybe. It is. Know. But by Friday, dude, I was yeah, pouring over that thing with a fucking monocle. So this is advice that I have to anybody who goes on this kind of vacation. When they give you the credit that you're talking about, you have to check when you... like Take 20 minutes when you check out to look through your bill and make sure they give you the credit because a lot of the time they forget. They said that they did and I looked at the bill very very carefully. Yeah, which is a good it, But you there need was to do no that, there was no like total and then minus $500 and then new amount. It just was all the charges and then minus $500 and then the oh, amount. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I had to trust Easier them. Easier to I guess, but I didn't know what it all added up to. I mean, right, theoretically right, I could right, just right. add it 500. Whatever. The point is this, dude. <sighs> Bittersweet. I was so sick of spending money and so, I guess, feeling like I had been missing out on work and opportunities to make more money that by Sunday, I was ready for a vacation from the vacation <laughs> two steps in the wrong direction and i wanted to come back and get my life back under control did you work out uh i did two of the days so dude, it was so humid and they they yeah. had just like this outdoor bullshit jungle gym when's the last time you enjoyed a vacation 
I don't know, man. I like, just don't like, think I like vacations. And yeah, it sounds like you just don't like vacation. I mean, for France, that you had a reason to be. Yeah, but I had, I look back and I feel like I enjoyed France more than I enjoyed this trip. Are you one of those guys who'd rather be on a work trip than just a vacation trip? Is that part of it? Or I mean, it just it sounds like you have specific reasons why you didn't like this one. Maybe you're just getting unlucky. I honestly think I might be somebody who would enjoy like one of those all inclusive places. They they even supposedly though, have really nice ones. Even though I know the quality is supposed to be less. They're they're supposed they supposedly have good ones. I've never been to one. I might be a cruise ship kind of guy. <laughs> Do you think I would like a cruise? I'm not sure. You just pay for everything up front and then just go to town? It's unclear. I don't know. The cruise thing, it's like if you get sick of the boat, like I might get sick of the but boat. But who knows? I mean, they're pretty big. Like I've never been on one of those either. We should go on a cruise, all of us. Very yeah. fun. I like to make fun <laughs> of people who take cruises. Are you tired of not knowing what to wear from the hot springs in Jackson Hole back to your log cabin? I sure am. Are you sick of the fact that your skin doesn't get wicked the moisture as much as you'd like? How do you know all this stuff about me? Are you one guy who doesn't want to know if the moisture is being wicked or if you're being thermally regulated? I want to be wicked. Julia, well, I have got the robe for you. <laughs> Plover robes are the answer. Plover robes, baby. Moisture wicking, thermoregulating, perfect for the distance from the log cabin to the hot springs in Jackson Hole and back. And they're just fun. They are fun. Look at these fun designs, They've dude. got a great theme song, a very handsome guy who helped start the company. with a, Who has a great voice. Great voice. Very sing-songy and very kind of Irish bar jig. Very Irish bar jig. Yeah. We uh, we love the plover robes. They are absolutely a fantastic gift for the man or woman in your life as we head into the warmer months. It's just a fun gift, especially like for for any level of relationship, like a new person. It's a great gift. It's like a fun novelty item. Yeah. It's a great thing to just have on board mm-hmm. and to just come. If you're at a party and you run into your bathroom, or if you have a party, and you run into your bathroom, and you come out wearing only this. You're yeah. the fucking MVP. Of you're your getting in hand jobs. <laughs> yes, you're getting so, hand. Dude, that's that's in the song. For banging out your buddy's wife. And, and, and. Yes, is it? <laughs> no, I, no. I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> and I refuse to learn them because I just like to mouth it and pretend I know them. Um, they're a great pr- price point. You can go to pulloverrobes.com right now, backslash oops. Use promo code oops, and you'll get 15% off, which you don't even need because they're not expensive. But if you do that, you should do it right now because they do go fast. Ploverrobes.com slash oops, promo code oops, get your plover robe. Well, dude, I have a question for you about the resort. Someone emailed us about this, and I thought that this was actually a good question. The question is, when you post up for the day by the water, do you post up primarily by the beach or by the pool and why? Good question. Um, We were posting up by the pool. Because of its proximity to the bar and the restaurant. I, I agree that the pool is a superior place to post up, and I have reasoning, but I would love to hear yours first. Well, the way this place was set up, you, you could run to the beach really quickly and then also just be right back. I mean, it was all right there. They had multiple beaches and multiple pools. Great, but still, but you, you made the conscious choice to sit by the pool and not on the beach. Is there a reason that you can put your finger on? Um... I I think I think I think we thought that the the being closer to the bar and and all of that yeah. 
was more important. I don't know exactly. It just so, became our spot. To- totally. I definitely agree that posting it by the pool is the move. And the reason is sand. Yeah. If you eat your fucking no salad on the beach, yeah. you just end up with sand in it somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like sand, sand is a pain in the ass. Like yeah, you can't really fuck around with your phone because of sand. Like there's just sand. Yeah. And by the pool, like you, you get near, like right past the beach area. They have those little hoses for your feet. Mm-hmm. You hose down and you fucking sit by the pool like a, like a civilized person. Mm-hmm. And you can do all your shit there. You can still dip in the, in the ocean. Like you said, mm-hmm. you can go for walks up and down the beach, but you post up at the pool. I liked, I liked being by the pool, you know, um, I, 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 I'm sorry to our listeners that I am not more positive about this trip. Um, <laughs> but it, to your point, dude, I don't know where we could have gone. I, I, I think maybe this was an eye-opening trip where I'm just, I'm not really a vacation guy. Maybe not. I, I was immediately sad, not sad, but feeling FOMO for work. Right. I felt. But that's not a positive thing necessarily. No, it's bad. Yeah. Like that is maybe something that you need to work on. You know, I'm out there. I'm like, fuck, I don't have any good social media content i'm not keeping up on my channels i i'm not doing anything i'm i'm losing step Mm. with my audience i'm uh i'm not finding ways to make money to counteract i just felt like i was moving backwards because of how much money we were spending Mm. yeah i don't know so that's all but none of that's true so that's like an important realization i think like that's not true like you were funny on social media. You were posting shit. I did. You, you remember that? That was just. I was just one day of uh, two or three stories. That was it. Totally. I didn't, but, I didn't even post like a full post. But you've been pretty. You've been pretty active still. I understand that impulse, and I think that COVID, for me at least, and I'm not saying that my perspective is better, um, but like, it has shown me that that feeling of FOMO with work is bullshit. Like when I thought I need to be at a comedy show tonight, I need to be like, no, you don't. You know what I mean? I, I get, I get what you mean. And I get that you're like, I'm spending money. I'm not making money. I'm not moving my career forward. I have things I want to be doing and could be doing, but like balance is important too. Or you'll like hate work eventually. You know? Of course. Of course. You're absolutely right. I think also the nature of what we do, right? I have a few projects that are in development and not everybody that I'm working with is aware that I'm on vacation. Right. Mm -hmm. So my immediate job knows and they're not going to hound me for stuff. Bro Bible. They they know that I'm not that I'm gone. Yeah. And let me be. Uh, But other people are hitting. It always seems to be the case that the moment you go on vacation, you get all these all these other people are like, yo, you know, send me an outline. (laughs) Yeah. What's the latest? Like we need to update. Can we get on a call? Can we do this? And you're like, you don't want to be the guy being like, yo, I, I just took a vacation for five days. Right. Even though a lot of those people that I'm, you know, working with on stuff, they have been gone, have gone missing for two week vacations themselves. And I've been like, all right, I guess I can't, you know, work on this thing with you now until you get back from whatever you're doing. But dude, there's something, there's something powerful about putting people on your schedule still. You know what I mean? Like, I understand you still did it and you got it. And this isn't necessarily even the point of what you're saying. I understand that. But like, you know, you don't. Have, it doesn't mean you have to respond right away. Mm-hmm. You know the way that they didn't respond right away. Yeah, true. You're right. Look, I don't like being not in control of 
my daily schedule. And I fear that this has become um, almost a neurotic Right, it's like sounding like an, an OCD kind of thing. I, you know, being able to make the, the breakfast and the lunch that I want, being able to work out the way that I want. Totally. You know, you're doing your best when you're on vacation. And most people, I think, can just settle in and say, like, I don't need to work out for a couple of days. I'm going to have a few more drinks. I'm going to start drinking earlier than I'd like to. All that. This is, you know, this is all part and parcel of the vacation. But for me, I know that my happiness and my sleep is so intertwined with eating well and and working out. And, you know, it was so fucking humid that working out was just a nightmare. Five minutes in, you're sopping with sweat and that makes you not want to do the workout and you know the lunches you're like trying to find something with a vegetable or something (laughs) that's not going to make you feel horrible yeah and i kind of like put one foot in the pool and kept one out so it was almost worse where you know i'd be like fuck it i'm gonna start drinking red stripes at 4 p.m and i would but i wouldn't get hammered yeah and then i would just feel kind of like that halfway drunk that's shitty and i don't know there was like some... wedding day two at the wedding drunk yeah where you don't actually get drunk yeah. <laughs> just too many lobster tails in your fucking belly you just feel like ass it was it was tough man it, it i don't know why i just i i don't think i'm a vacation guy it's sad to me that's sad that's sad to hear what, you'll be you'll you'll catch your vacation stride one of these days. You'll have a good one. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. Well, were you happy to be back? Did you breathe a sigh of relief? I was so thank. We got back to our apartment. I said thank God, and we got back to our apartment in the middle of a fucking freezing rainstorm. <laughs> and I was so relieved to be here as we were slushing our way through the streets. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a homebody. Your dude. bed, dude. That's the other thing. You know, the pillows aren't the right firmness. There was a bird that would just come alive in the middle of the night, <laughs> screaming right outside our door. Nothing we can do. And we brought our noisemaker. There uh. were tropical rainstorms that would come down and they would be not pleasant. They were so loud. Um, you know, waking up early, mosquito bites everywhere. Look at this. <laughs> this is a mosquito bite. Jesus. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I sound ridiculous. It looks like a heroin needle wound. Yeah. Like gangrene or something. It looks terrible. <laughs> That is terrible. Looking. Chris and I shot this uh, ridiculous like heroin needle vaccine sketch uh, earlier today that awesome. we'll put out on Instagram, I'm sure. Look, I, <laughs> I, I want to be more positive. I know I need to be. And my girlfriend was an absolute all-star. She got it. She embraced it. She was having a great time. Wasn't really put off. I will say I was probably more happy than I usually am. That's good. <laughs> but I was expecting myself to be this loopy, carefree, happy-go-lucky guy. Son of a gun, and you just weren't. Yeah. Glass half-empty Ellis, dude. Sunburned, ornery <laughs> uh, dick. You guys you know? have overnight oats? Ah! <laughs> so. Sorry, right, dude. I don't know. I don't know. That was my vacation to Jamaica. That was it. <laughs> um. Well, dude, you know, you'll, you'll get them next time. Here's a question I have. Okay. Um, do you think that in a place like Jamaica or when you went to the Bahamas, that the staff at these resorts or hotels wants us to have a really good time? It's it's funny. I feel like 
that's different depending everywhere everywhere that you go. Exactly. Sometimes you really feel like they've been brainwashed from a young age to think that you know tourism is this great thing and that you should be grateful that there are tourists. Therefore, they're sincerely happy to have you there. But there's also the like, you just come to the place where I live for a couple of days, feed off of it. There's resentment there. Like you kind of worry about that dynamic sometimes the class too. Class divide. The, yeah, that the whole thing. Serve me, the kind of all that bullshit. Exactly. So it, it really depends and it can be a person to person thing. But I'm always sniffing for that. I'm always like, yeah. does this person, is this person really being this nice or do they secretly fucking hate me? Dude. This this is exactly something that I was fascinated by and deluded myself about. Yeah. I was sitting at the bar. I was talking to this bartender, Romario. He was so great. He turns out he's a, he's a day trader of foreign currencies, and that's his real passion. But it's like an Uber driver situation. Yeah, exactly. We're having. Hey, this... No, I actually mine Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we talked about all that shit, and I'm, I feel like I'm having this heart-to-heart with this guy, right? And then next to me, you know, this extremely overweight American older man who's just down from New York for two or three days by himself is coming up and being like, you know, let me get a, let me get a pina colada. <laughs> hey, Rosario, let me get a, a yeah, margarita. And, he, and he's like, what's your name again? You know, and, 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 and Romario's not really giving them the time of day. And now here I am, of course thinking that by comparison i am you know this friend of the bartender that <laughs> i understand him and that oh look i'm not the ugly american to my left i'm i'm a better ambassador for our country i'm improving the relationships i'm i'm improving his view of tourists if only all right. of the guests could be as as open minded and as such good listeners as as francis is here <laughs> And then I stopped myself thinking that because I was like, all this guy fucking cares about is who tips him more. But maybe not, you know, but I like, I like your, I like that you're like that. That's a good way to be, dude. It's good to make a good impression with people, not be a dick, carry the torch for the good, the good from where you come from. But I'm definitely not leaving a, a mark on this guy's mind the way that I think that I That's am. okay. It's a cumul, it's a cumulative thing. You know, that's definitely Fine. a yeah. narcissistic thing to be like, this guy will never forget me. Yeah, but but <laughs> but but here's the question, right? Let's say that that ugly, fat American guy leaves a 40% tip, and then I leave, you know, 20%. Who does Romario walk away from having a higher opinion of? No, of course. Of course, the person what? tips more. But dude, a 20% tip, when they include the tip, that's the way that they tip. People aren't tacking on tip like you think. Like 10% gratuity included at resort. Like, I don't think you're supposed to tip on top of that. So probably everybody at the hotel loved you. <laughs> is, is I, my guess. I was tipping 10% on top to that's, get it to 20. I think that that's highly unusual. Dude, I'm telling you, this place was like, they had been charging $30 for entrees for so long. And, and you know, with guests like the fucking Jenners and whoever I, else Maybe comes, the Jenners double tip. I, dude, think, I'm telling I think you, money flies around this I, place. Maybe. But I bet you that people aren't tipping like that on the bill. It would be my guess. I had Who done the, the idea you said, which was that I had Got changed a bunch of American cash. Love it. But, dude, I ran through that you in like three it, huh? days. <laughs> three you, days. Dude, you have that big stack and you start getting frisky. Just fucking five dollar bills, one for yo, lighting them one on for fire. Yo. Yeah, lighting them on fire like I'm an uncle in the mob. <laughs> well, dude, you know what I think? 
And this is a thing that I'll say to anybody who's traveling, because sometimes I get in my head too. I don't want to be the gringo that everyone hates. Right. I remember when I was in the Dominican Republic, I told you guys that story when she was like, and I was like, uh, uno. <laughs> like I felt so embarrassed and she rolled her eyes in my face and I felt so embarrassed and it like shook me for like a day. It ruined that day for me. Yeah. And if I could go back and tell myself something, I would say, dude, fuck that lady. Fuck these people. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Who cares? Right. Literally who gives a fuck what that guy thinks about you? Right. Oh, you don't like it that I'm here. Fuck you, dude. How about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, why aren't you allowed to enjoy yourself? Because some guys judging you who you're never going to see again. You know what I mean? I'm just saying like that is something that I would tell me next time that I'm like, oh, I hope this guy likes me. All right. Well, so here's the question. What is what do you get for what you pay? What is what do you what can you expect? Whatever you're buying. You know, you, no, get, you buy no. a burger, you get a burger. That's no, it. but I mean, OK, let's I'm saying specific to a vacation resort. Right. Let's say that you pay for the minimum amount of buy in. You know, you get the lowest rate room. You're tipping the the sort of ex expected yeah. minimum, and you are all that. Like, what do you get? Well, dude, I do mean, you get smiles and fast service and and you know free room right. upgrades and all that shit? Like, maybe or maybe not. Or do they just treat you like you are the bottom feeder at the resort? So, dude, I think I don't know if this is answering that question, but I think there's a way to treat people with respect and dignity without like pandering or being like patronizing i feel like almost by giving a weight person like a weight staff person too much attention you're like being patronizing like there doesn't need to be some guilt you're like oh this guy's like he has a what's wrong with that what's wrong with his job his life's probably better than yours you know what i mean i agree like there's no reason to be like on your tippy toes around people it just like makes this weird dynamic you know what i mean just be like to give the guy the tip he deserves he doesn't deserve more unless he fucking blows you or something. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you don't need to give him 50% tip. You don't have to go above and beyond the tip. The way, the reason that system exists, the tips built in. So there's no awkwardness. They try to take that element out. If somebody does an exceptional job, you can give him more, but there's no, you know, he's not going to side eye you if you don't. And if he does, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know, I, don't I know agree. If that's no, I agree with that. Really harsh. Or I think that that's totally fair. I have this, internal struggle which i think i've always had and is a product of my dad that's a good it's a good internal struggle though, dude. of wanting, wanting to come to a place and give a good impression it's great and be a friend of you know and make it so clear that i don't think that because you're bringing me a drink that i somehow think i'm better than you but i go over the top yeah and that's what i'm saying by going over the top you almost are reinforcing being worse it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah I'm you're actually assumed you're creating this. that dynamic by doing it yeah i agree i you agree know? i agree just accept the drink accept throw that. your tip and then go back to you know yeah. not giving a shit <laughs> i wish that i could i wish that i could um dude uh, I, I have a good story for you bring it on so i went to california stayed with my girlfriend's family i rented a car which was a move that i didn't need to do but it's just the move like you're staying with your girlfriend's family, you know, hey, you think I can use the car? It's just the move to rent a fucking car. Mm -hmm. So I went on this crazy road day trip, surprise, surprise, uh, to the Mojave Desert. And yeah. I did this hike by myself. And Jesus Christ, dude. It was called <laughs> the the hike is called the Kelso Dunes hike. And it is up a sand mountain. So it's this steep, these dunes are gigantic. They're like thousands of feet. Steep sand mountain. So you can imagine 
hiking up a steep sand mountain is really fucking hard. Yeah. So your feet are sinking and it's like twice as hard. You got to go diagonally. And yes. Zigzag, right? You got to do all that kind of shit to like find a secret. I was, I was dying by the time I got to the top. I got to the top and something really cool and unique you're able to do when you're at the top of a steep sand mountain. Now, if you were to run down a normal mountain, what would happen? You'd fall. Yeah. Fall you couldn't tumble. do it. You wouldn't be able to maintain the the speed or whatever and you you tumble and you fall yeah. and you fuck, you fucking die right yeah you'd have tons of sand in your mouth dude this was so cool because that didn't happen because you sink into the sand so you could jump like five feet at a time and your feet would just go down to like almost your knee in sand so you could like bound down the mountain like you're fucking spider-man dude oh, it was so cool like you're the bfg dude i saw yeah i saw this exactly like you're the bfg i saw these people watching me from a distance dude these old people they were like blown away by what i was doing like, <laughs> like this guy's so sick like what's he i was just all right so how long did it take you to get to the top a while it must have taken an hour and a half at least oh so you only got one go at the down yeah oh it was too much it was too much got one to run yeah. i, I would have liked to do it again in a perfect world well, maybe they should get a uh, a chairlift <laughs> maybe they should now i gasped when you said that you were going to do this hike alone because my mind immediately went to 127 hours, hours right. and you being off alone hiking i mean at what point are you putting yourself in danger so i i'm i'm not like a cowboy about this like i would never go on some like not marked hike alone so this is it's the desert so you can see your car in the parking lot oh okay. you know what i mean there's no rocks there's no like it's not something dangerous like that i would never do a dangerous hike by myself and there have been times where I've started one and I've turned around and gone back to the car. Smart. I'm not, I'm not like overly brave about this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but it was a nice time. And it's funny. Uh, her dad was busting my balls because he listened to the podcast about when I talked about going golfing with him and his buddy Stan yeah. and that other guy, uh, which, you know, he still talks about. <laughs> I didn't play golf this time. And he goes, you know, he goes, I don't blame you. He, he, and then he was like, the listeners want part two, dude. <laughs> Come on. Golfing with the dad part two. What the fuck? Boy, but oh I played boy. tennis with her mom, which mm. is kind of like part two. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the car, she's like, I feel like I'm not really giving you anything that funny to talk about. And I'm like, oh, what? no. And I'm like, you're right, actually. I'm like, this is this went very well. Perfectly just, normal and this lovely. Is a completely normal time. Yeah. Um, but there is something nice about the like <laughs> stay with your girlfriend's family trip. It's really it's funny. All these different kinds of trips. We've talked about this. The adventure trip, the vacation, conventional vacation like you went on. And then there's the like staying with your girlfriend and her family. Yeah. And I've chill, I've stayed with them enough now that I'm like pretty comfortable. And yes. had a nice time. Yes. Well, it's amazing how the parents of your girlfriend how how they are the ones who set the tone for the comfort level. Very true. Um because I've dated people whose parents whether they knew it or not just were not making me comfortable. And I, it's not as if I deserved to be made uncomfortable. Right. Um, you know, I wasn't some shitty kid. Right. Their shit, their shit was just getting in the way. Yeah. Like, their you know, and it starts with, it starts with, um, I'm trying to think, you know, I, I've dated people where the, the parents wanted us to sleep in separate bedrooms which is so old that's fashioned, insane. you know, and, and, and if that's, if that's where you're starting, then you're already starting off from a place of, of feeling less comfortable, mainly because you just feel like they don't want you around their daughter. 
There's yeah. some there's something about that separation. It's just weird, dude. Yeah. Like were you in high school when this happened? Uh no, I think it was like college. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just weird. There, there, there's that and then there's, you know, I remember when I was younger, I never really could get on board with the fact that her, her dad would be paying for all these dinners. Oh, right. And I always felt like I should be contributing. Yeah, and then there's that awkward moment where you actually like reach for your wallet and everyone looks at you like, what like the fuck you're you an doing, ass. Dude? Yeah, you're making. Yeah, <laughs> and eventually you get past that and you get on board. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, did I ever tell you that? I think I've told you this. Maybe I've even said it on the podcast that I dated a girl um, whose dad really did not approve of my dream of becoming a comedian. You have briefly talked about it. And he likened it to becoming a ski bum for a couple Dude. years until I found my way. <laughs> That's really upsetting. Fuck that guy, formally. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Guys. Yeah, they're not listening. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, All right. Dude, I got one more thing. Yeah, hit me. So this is something I was thinking about that I'm really relieved. So the apartment process is moving along. Nice. We're looking like barring some identity theft that we were unaware of we are going to be we're going to get the apartment huge so very excited very excited but the thing that i am the most excited for i stay over my girlfriend's place a lot i'm older than she has two roommates i'm significantly older than everyone in the apartment Mm. and when i go to the bathroom in her apartment even if it's like two o'clock in the morning i put all my clothes on because i don't want to be the like older dude who's like i'm in my underwear i'm 10 years older than everybody in my yeah. underwear that's weird as fuck dude i get that i understand i think you'd probably be fine if well, you're such a fixture you know so this is the thing spencer who is her roommate's boyfriend great guy he has seniority over me he's been around longer but he's also younger so he's fucking walking around in his boxers like it's jarred peanut butter and dude, a spoon like he's in an, eating it like he just got out of a fucking orgy or something yeah. he's just walking around no shirt on he can do whatever the fuck he wants he's like prince charming in the apartment i'm the, <laughs> I'm the old boyfriend fucking hey guys uh you guys need beer i can get you whatever you it's just fucking whack dude so i'm happy to be able to be, just be naked how often <laughs> do you and spencer end up spending the night on the same night not often, and that's another thing that makes me self-conscious, that I stay over more than he does. But that's silly, Julio. That's you. Because, that's me, you're right, but it's... You know, you. there's no reason why you don't deserve to sleep there as often, if not more, than he does. I told, I, I, I'm totally entitled to being able to stay over regularly, but I sometimes just feel like being the older dude, staying at your girls too much, it can get weird. Fair. Even though Spencer's the man. Uh, well, this is why I've been encouraging you to get your own place for so long yeah it's it's helpful my current situation is less like significant other friendly than hers is it's it's still fine she comes over it's no big deal but like it's just easier to go to hers oh, i know i'm so saying i'm saying good. the two of you moving in together will absolve you of so many of those you i know. know things that make you self-conscious or feel unwelcome or whatever the hell it is Totally. I mean, the, the the initial shock of kind of forking over all this cash is like a little brutal. But, you know, once that is over and it's just paying month to month, it's not going to be a big deal. And yeah, it should be sweet. So cool, man. Awesome. I'm excited for you. That's awesome. And that's Hoops the podcast. We are here every Tuesday and Thursday, as you guys know. T and th- uh, <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> for this Thursday's episode. And uh, follow our YouTube, uh, Oops the Podcast. Send us emails at oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Francis, and he's Julio, and we'll see you soon.